welcome to another episode of the Lazy Moms Podcast. Today, I have the wonderful Rachel Laster with me. Woo! <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me today. So today, Rachel's here to talk about nutrition and just healthier options. As a mom, for me, with four kids, it's so hard to kind of figure out the best food options. And a lot of times when you think about healthy food, it's like, oh my gosh, first of all, it's going to cost a lot. Second of all, it's going to take forever to make this and I can't do that. So <laughs> I go with the quick, quick and easy option, which is kind of bad because, you know, if you want to stay healthy, you've got to really be on your game. And with Rachel, you are a registered dietitian on your page, on her Instagram page, which Rachel, you can shout out whenever you want. <laughs> um, I've seen a lot of the food you post and I'm always like, oh man, like all of that looks mad good. But then I'm like, mm, it looks like it's going to be hard to make. So I'll just look at it, but I just won't make it, <laughs> which is so bad. <laughs> Not at all. Okay. Oh, I guess I should myself. Yes. Um, hi, everyone. Um, I'm Rachel Laster and I am I'm a registered dietitian and uh, the owner of Real Life Dietetics and Consulting. If you're interested in finding out more about the business, you can go to reallifedietconsulting.com. In a reference to your statement, though, uh, Caroline, yes, it, it can seem overwhelming, especially like I don't have any children, but I see people. I have lots of friends, I have, you know, like <laughs> lots of sorors, you know, lots of people who um, do have children. And I see that that can take up a great deal of your time. Mm -hmm. So I can understand where that can become a concern to someone who is trying to, you know, try to feed their family the best food they can, but also, you know, without going insane and having time to do so. Right. So there's, <laughs> there's like, there's the, there's the issue of timing and the issue of cost, especially these days. Even as a person who lives by themselves, I'm noticing the price of food is very expensive right now. Like, mm -hmm. it's ridiculous. Like, a dozen eggs is practically $4. And um, that's usually a cheap source of protein. So stuff like that can be an issue for, I, I know, like just regular people that don't have children. So I know you have four beautiful children. So um, feeding all of them have to, has to be quite <laughs> yeah. the, um, the uh, task. Uh, so um, yes. I'll try to address both those issues. So an issue of timing. Well, first, we should try to just talk about nutrition in general. What I'm thinking you're speaking to when you say quick and easy food, you're talking about like quick processed foods or like, you know, prep meals, that like things that are prepackaged. And yes. those items are not the best. You know, we popped them into our, you know, the world around the 50s because, you know, they did give families the opportunity to like dual income. And a lot of women were like really gung-ho about the concept of being able to work and then still provide their family a meal and everything was all hunky-dory. But, you know, we found out a little later that those meals really aren't the best meals because they're full of, you know, salt and sugar and just are not, they're not great for us. Um, you know, nitrates and just, just that's the type of things you don't want really in your food. So the overall food market is generally not that great right now like we have a lot of there's much more need for localized like farming like and all that and you know meat production and all that so like that's the whole food system thing that the whole country has to undertake so since i don't see that occurring people are needing to know what they can do on their own to try to um like you know enhance their healthier eating ability without totally overwhelmed by something that's a little larger than them um the country would need to have to come to terms like because the market's going to go wherever we ask it to go like the food market will go wherever you make it so if we were to demand higher quality food you'd get it but to do that would require a you know a period of inconvenience to the average consumer that the average consumer is probably not going to want to take but that's a whole nother podcast for a whole nother day <laughs> <laughs> uh, in terms of like what one person could probably do like I, I just suggest that families and just people in general and families eat as much whole food as they can. So when I say whole food, 
you know, foods that are, are not necessarily pre-packaged, uh, pre-made. Uh, and, you know, at one point, we're probably one ingredient and then mixed up to make uh, several other ingredients, like, you know, like bread. Bread's not just, like, it's flour, it's egg, sugar, it's, you know, it's whatever you put in it. But if you make it, it's significantly healthier. The best way to sort of increase the health of your food, the best way to increase the nutrition levels of your food is to probably feed yourself. Right. And so, but I know, like Sarah was saying, you're, like, you're a mom for kids and you work. So timing on that can be a little issue. And so I understand that. So I'm a big meal prep person. I do do that. And it's a great way to incorporate your family and you into like on maybe like a Sunday or a Saturday, whichever day or whatever day of the week is actually convenient for your family. You can prep the food for the rest of the week and your weeks don't have to go Sunday to Monday, you know, Sunday to Sunday. They can go Wednesday to Wednesday or, you know, even week or not even a whole week, maybe just five days or four days, you know, just get the bulk of your week done. So that way you're not always wondering what you're going to cook. Right. And you can also often include your kids in on these activities. So it's a good way to have like a family activity where you're all cooking together. And it also is a great way to encourage better eating habits within your children because um, they learn to cook as well. A lot of children and a lot of, unfortunately, adults now in this current uh, generation don't have a lot of cooking skill because of the processed foods that they've been, you know, eating their whole lives, you know, hamburger helper, all these other things. They don't necessarily learn to prepare foods in the same way. And they also, uh, those foods aren't heavy in what we need more of in our diet of like vegetables and fiber and stuff of that nature. So if you introduce those that like cooking to yourself and your children simultaneously, it can help increase uh, and you know intentional about increasing your like vegetable intake um, because that's pretty much what the only general information I give as a dietitian, like the only thing I say is globally probably relevant to everyone is drinking more water and mm-hmm. eating more vegetables because those two things are usually things that people aren't doing. Nutrition is a very personal situation that like everybody's different. Everyone wants a quick fix too. Everyone wants to just be skinny. So right. those are whatever advice <laughs> they can get. Like, everybody's like, oh, 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 I want to eat healthy, but they really don't care. If you tell people to eat like chocolate bars every day, and it might make them look thin, that they might die in like, you know, five years. People, so many people take a chance. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so like, no sense. <laughs> like, so people are very, very concerned with appearance, but not necessarily concerned with health. That's also another topic for a different podcast probably as well. So people want quick fixes and there really is no good quick fix to health. You really just want to try to eat them as nutritionally as possible as often as you can. And then, you know, occasionally eat things that we know are treats like candy, sugar, cake. Our diet, our current diets have a, like an influx of, um, foods that aren't necessarily super beneficial to us but taste good and these are called hyper palatable foods and so it's like basically like your cheeses and you're like you know ice cream cake cookies you know stuff like that like it tastes really good like also like our chips our, our you know crackers like just foods that taste very good but don't have a lot of nutrition value to them so like best but also most of our fast foods that you buy like a fast food place and i understand like so a lot of like people will have not a lot but some people will have a situation where they are like a very hard-working person so they have two jobs and they have children and they have you know things to do they'll go to mcdonald's and buy four sandwiches for their kids because it's convenient it's quick it's not expensive because that food is trash and um right. <laughs> like, <laughs> but it tastes good there's very little nutritional value there so i can understand where a family where a mother or a father or whoever is taking care of um you know their children will opt for that option because it is quick it's convenient and it's providing them what they want to at least taste um but not necessarily it's not providing any nutrition on the back of that and so that over time can be a problematic situation and i guess it also doesn't teach anyone how to cook anything so um so right. it's not it's not really the best way to go about feeding your kids so that's why i try to lean back on the concept of meal prepping on a day of the week to um, to help time concern because if you already have something healthy ready 
it's healthy it's easier for you to make that option you know if, if you know you have like a nice pasta dinner that has vegetables you know like or like you know broccoli and rice dish at home that you already have prepared you are less likely to go run off to mcdonald's to feed your kids that afternoon you already have food ready so, right um you're Ghanaian, i know and um, um mm-hmm. and i know like traditional african diets are actually very healthy um so if you want to lean on like cultural foods you could probably do that as well there is some concern about palm oil and some concern about you know the level of amount like the amount of rice potentially that you may eat but um <laughs> really as long as you measure that out and just don't overdo it the uh, the, the ways of cooking and traditional like most cultural traditional you just diets have are a whole bunch of healthier. Africans just like be like what <laughs> <laughs> rice that's our thing man yeah like so you can have it it's just you might want to watch the intake like I, I eat like a diabetic. I'm not diabetic, but I'm not trying to become one. So I try to watch the intake of what I do carbohydrate wise because our diet probably currently like just more on it's we just eat too much in America. We just eat way too much food. It's the, our our portion sizes are out of control. And so we like instead of having like one cup, one like a half cup to a cup of rice during the meal, people have like lots and lots of you know, or mm-hmm. and like a cup is really too high, obviously. Like you should probably keep to a half. Like um, really? also try to incorporate more beans, more vegetables, like but I, I, if I'm not mistaken, there's a lot of stewed meat in African yes. diets. And that's actually a very, very healthy way to prepare meat. It's much better than frying it. Like, it's really more proportion, a portion control thing. You really just want to make sure that when you're preparing your food, that you're making the right amount of it. Now, like I said, stewed chicken is, or stewed chicken or stewed meat is a very good way to things. There's a lot of beans, if I'm not mistaken. Um, mm-hmm. So that's also very good. Like, none of these things are bad. It's really just quantity. And then, like, I know there are, like, some fried type things but you know just yes. don't go crazy all these people just, you know as well right African American diets but um and we like, and also like there's no way to fix macaroni and cheese you can't fix that and make it right un- make it healthy it's not healthy like that's what it is it's just not deliciously good like just, like just watch how much you like eat it on Thanksgiving you know on Christmas and don't eat it too, too many times in between like you know <laughs> like don't eat it every day like you can't eat that I've done like shows where I've taken like uh, Thanksgiving dinner and we turned into a whole bunch of other food so that people aren't eating that same 3,000 calorie meal because that's pretty much a day's worth of food. Right. <clears throat> or so what over. would be like um, mm-hmm. an alternative then to like the Thanksgiving well, meal? Well, no, you should eat Thanksgiving. I think you should have Thanksgiving on Thanksgiving, though. Like, that's it. Like, not the next, like, you should eat that same meal for leftovers the next day and the same <laughs> meal for leftovers the next day. And this, like, because really, essentially, that meal is very high in caloric, usually. Like, the average person can, mm-hmm. can get easily into 2,500, 3,000 calorie range, which is an entire day of calories for probably a man, not even a woman necessarily. Women are usually lower. If you do that twice, you know, if you do it once, it's okay. It's not going to be too problematic. You probably won't be. But if you do that four times in a row, that's not great for your um, overall. So what I did, I took the turkey and I made like a turkey salad and cran. Like I took the turkey and cranberry sauce, and made like a turkey cranberry salad dressing thing, and like did that. I took the um, yams. I did. I made a chickpea curry with that. So I would serve that essentially with rice. And I took the greens that are usually part of a Thanksgiving meal, and I made um, a traditional Jamaican dish at called uh, salt like um, kalaloo and mm-hmm. uh, saltfish. And instead, I just made you know greens and saltfish and like and so it's like it's like it was it was an opportunity to take the food and just like spread it out over the same amount of time but not in the exact same way so you could have healthier options with oh, traditional Thanksgiving foods that you have left over instead of just having that exact same heavily caloric meal. I couldn't fix the macaroni. What's it? Couldn't even do anything macaroni and cheese. It's just not healthy. You know, right. just, <laughs> like, there's nothing you can do. Like, you can sprinkle some spinach on I top of your like. like just have so, one, but, one non-healthy option there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, so you can't fix that. Just eat it. Um, just watch your intake of it. Like, you know, don't 
be all of it. <laughs> like a reasonable mom. And so like meal prepping will probably be a family's best opportunity to uh, help um, themselves try to, you know, eat healthier. Also, people just need to sort of relook at how they're purchasing. So we can go into cost. When they're per- when people are out shopping, like I'm a big, like I shop for myself and I don't buy a lot of things. I barely buy meat because I live by myself and I do like to cook vegetarian dishes, sometimes vegan not often because i just use like cheese or butter or something like it's just like something in there that's just not vegan so it's probably not vegan i do make a lot of vegetarian dishes just because i'm i'm i you know teach on the front of more like like professionally want to help people eat healthier so i like to find options and try to find ways for people to eat healthier foods and usually the thing to do in that arena is to um probably fry less and which i don't do at all i'd never fry in the house because i don't like <laughs> like to fry food it's you know yeah messy and like I a lot of to bake everything yeah like so baking is a lot of a, a much healthier way to prepare your food you know stewing is a message of the food and uh, you know just really anything that's not frying but also to incorporate more vegetables into your thing and so a lot of people are like oh no vegetables cost so much and do i need to organic and I'm, no you do not need to purchase organic really a dietitians we sort of just hope that people more vegetables in general we really don't care where the source is eat them canned eat them. if you must can eat canned vegetables you know um we do ask that you rinse them prior to eating them like cooking them and such because they're salty that they're, they're preserved in salt that can just increase the salt in your food and also be cognizant that they were preserved in salt so when you're preparing your dish you can probably add less salt because the food that you're using already was bread with salt. But to look into maybe aspects of what are you purchasing and what, do you, what can you take out of purchasing to help that defer the cost of what people see. To, because the vegetables really aren't that expensive. And if you do take all, if you do remove some meat from your diet, you can prepare meals that are similar, but not as expensive. So if you're someone that's a big uh, meat eater and you choose to start cooking things with lentils and beans or something instead of opposed to meat, you will see a decimal cost decrease because beans don't cost much as they're very and they're also very healthy so i like to make a lot of things with lentils i like to make a lot of food um like soup is like a soup is a amazing meal that you can make for pennies like literally pennies and it's like all left you can just pretty much use leftover vegetables you have in your fridge and you know, make a decent stock with spices and use like any type of protein but if you were going for a plant-based protein it would probably be a quinoa or a um uh, you know, a bean or a legume of sorts, you know, like whatever you like. And you could probably make a very healthy, healthy dish that uh, um, that will spread further. So that's a concern of cost. I made a fish soup actually a couple of years ago. So that did have meat in it, but it was just one piece of like, it was like one to two pieces of tilapia. And it was a Moroccan fish soup. So it had chickpeas and tomatoes and like some other like peppers and onions. And it was just very good. And, like, that was really good. <laughs> yeah. And um, I was like, oh, well, but like I'm saying, if you had a concern, like I only made a little bit. I made like one little piece for me with like leftover piece, like bits and pieces of stuff. But if you wanted to feed a family, you could very easily feed a family up that meal. It would only cost essentially maybe seven to six dollars to make the meal. So it was like for like at least four people to eat a good dinner, you know. Um, so it's it's really just you have to consider what you're purchasing and then take out things that you probably shouldn't be buying in such high quantities. Like a bag of chips, I don't buy them, but I've seen them. They cost like three seventy nine, and I'm like, dude, they just buy this. I was like, it's like there's no nutritional value there for you. Now, I'm saying your kids might like chips, 
I mean, that's also really good to try to get them to even healthier earlier in life. That way they can make better decisions. Because I know I, I see high schoolers nowadays and they really just come to the you know school after eating, like for breakfast, they ate a bag of Takis and an iced tea. And I'm like, that's not, that's not, that's not healthy. Not, <laughs> no, baby, like your stomach gonna hurt. Like you need right. food. Right. Because they didn't come to get the free breakfast that was available at school, unfortunately, uh, which is also a little hit or miss, but at least has some nutritional points to it. There's a little bit of fiber there. There's also a little bit of fiber in Takis, but a lot of other things they probably have <laughs> um, to um, get your children to, you know, get more vegetables into them and more fruit. So also things like that. So snacking, when we're when we're talking about snacking, maybe not eat chips. Like really lean more all toward your fruit in that arena. Like can we give them apples? Can we give them bananas? Can we give them, you know, low fat yogurt? Like what can we like what can we go buy that is that is cost efficient? Like a lot of stores will have sales. Like you can buy like you know ten for a dollar or ten like one dollar each. Like ten for ten for like yogurt and stuff like that so that your family mm-hmm. like grapes you know like i hear that those can often be on sale and kids love those um and so it's like try to lean on fruits and like whole like vegetables as well so if you have a kid that you can get some carrot sticks or some celery or some you know cucumber sticks and like even adding like even if you have to get them to eat that with like a you know a salad dressing or like some type of you know yogurt dip or some type of you know sauce to make it palatable for them that's still better than eating a bag of non-nutritional potato chips. You know, like there's nothing there for them. Like a whole bunch of uh, like, or snacky cakes or, you know, like the little Debbie things. Like those really aren't of any benefit to your children. So to, if you can, if you like, if you're worried about giving them a little bit of ranch dressing on these carrot sticks, that's still way better. And they still get the fiber that you would really want them to be getting. So like, don't like people don't feel bad about the small things that they're doing. Like, it's like, no, 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 that's a much better option for your child than, you know, giving them the more processed, completely nutritionally, almost completely nutritionally deficient food. So like stuff like that can be a very good snack for your children. If you were concerned about snack, like I said, milk prep, it's, it's harder to work your way out of this with children because they want certain things and they're like, oh, I don't want that, I want this. But um, it's, it's probably, a little, like, it's, you can ease them into it, figure out which one they really like. And you know, you can just make it a thing, like explain to them that, why you're doing it because you want them to be healthy growing up. You don't want them to be facing, you know, diseases and, you know, having all like, we have a lot of children right now that are, you know, considered obese. That didn't used to be a thing. And a lot of our kids, unfortunately, now they don't go outside and play as much as we did when we were younger. um, Right. We'll say 20 years ago, right? We were vape 20 years ago, Mm -hmm. brand new. We were very new. We were were that old, right? just born 20 years ago uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, these, but you know new kids they, they play a lot of video games they're very invested in oh my fun. gosh they and, um, do it's crazy so, I'm like go outside and then one day outside like oh there's too many bugs out here each other. right like uh, we gotta go back inside what what do you no, mean <laughs> new kids like you supposed to be out there all day that's why you gotta play clothes but, um, right the, 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 so the movement's also very important for our children but, you know, since we're just talking about nutrition, I can't make you make the kids move. But if we're, we're going to feed them around that, it's uh, also very uh, relevant. So we want to make sure our kids are getting just really more vegetables, more fruit into their diet and more whole grains. So, like, not so much sugary cereal. But, you know, if, if that's the only thing they'll eat, you can maybe try to incorporate other things into that. Like, I, I like oatmeal, but I like to put, like, TVP in my oatmeal, which is a textured vegetable protein. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you have a family that's willing to eat, I think you guys... I don't know. I should say you guys. Um, so I've heard of porridge, but I'm not sure exactly what that means in other cultures. In a, in African American culture, that's just oatmeal. But I think in other cultures, it's cream of wheat. And like so, yeah, like, it's, it's so like cream of wheat or um, like for us, we have something that cream of wheat, oatmeal, 
We also have something called rice water. So it's just rice, but you make it with water and you don't, you allow the water to kind of um, still be in it. And then you can add some carnation milk. It's really good. It's really healthy because you don't so make it with like anything. Milk? Like we right. Yeah. Milk. Yeah. So, okay. My mom used to put, well, not condensed, but she put the evaporated milk. But I've seen a lot yes, of people that have condensed milk in it. Yeah. Okay. Well, no, no, because condensed milk is like sweetened and Oh yeah, yeah. Like no, 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 no. We don't do the we don't do the sweetened milk. It's the oh, evaporated milk. Yeah, so my mom, that's mm-hmm. how my mom used to prepare oatmeal. Um, but just oatmeal, like it wasn't like the. So you're saying you just take rice and you do this? Yeah. So um, I know um Spanish people they have arroz con leche and that's totally different. That's more sweet. For yeah, hours, that has to it's just it. yeah. It's that same was, thing after that, pretty much. Okay, I've, I've heard of that. And so it's yeah, like, so ours so, is more. It doesn't have as much sugar. Because you yeah. don't make it with any sugar. You put only a little bit of salt, not too much, because you don't want the, the, um, the food to be salty. Um, yeah. And you add a whole lot of water. And then you let it boil for the rice to get, you know, regular rice. Keep it soft, yeah. Yeah, and it's still, but it still has water on it. So it still yeah. has that. And then you can add the evaporated milk to it. Gotcha. And eat it that way. You add a little bit of sugar. And it's, like, honestly, I that's what we grew up with, either oatmeal or that. Yeah, like so it would, TVP probably doesn't sound like it would taste great for that. So what is it? <laughs> that doesn't sound like it would float, but it hides really well in oatmeal. So uh, that's why I was just going to adjust that. Like, but like if you want something more like what you're saying, um, a good one, if it's not, like I'm thinking the only thing I could say to try to like, it's really quantity wise, because like I said, rice, it can, it's only a concern if you're if you're uh, someone that with diabetes, like you know, if you if you don't right. have that and you're a kid, you're probably expending more energy. Hopefully, you're moving around a little bit. Like I said, these new kids do different things, but hopefully, you're moving around. So that's not the worst thing. But it, like the only issue I would have with that is that they need some protein somewhere in the diet, and they're probably eating that. Like so, the milk will give some protein, but they might want to have a like a boiled egg or a um, you know, right. bacon, something, just something, some type of meat or a like, or even you could like, I don't know if peanut butter in that would make sense. You could add like peanuts in it. Like you could add okay. different things in it if you like. That's why, yeah. because it's not made um, sweet or salty, it's kind of made bland and you just make it the way you want it to taste. So you can yeah. add things in it. So things of that nature would probably be a very beneficial thing for you to maybe make with your kids as well. I don't know if they're up to making food when they wake up in the morning. My mom used to always make a salsa. She was a sweet mom. Um, <laughs> I like, but, um, and, but like really we did add sugar to that though so we added evaporated made sugar butter by the time she gave it to us it wasn't the healthiest of oatmeal but it was still it was still oatmeal you know, <laughs> it was still oatmeal because then oatmeal had like whole grains and fiber so like like a lot of the foods that they give them in school now they like snacks they have to have some degree of whole grain in it but it's still pretty much cookie but they're right. sort of also they're also very small packages so the package is probably about one carbohydrate serving each so like the schools have to be certain things around food nutrition but they're not doing the best because of cost and that's mm-hmm. why a lot of schools you'll see have like sponsorships or pop machines or things and because they need money to try to balance out <laughs> um, right. the cost of the food service. And then they're still not providing kids with the most expense, like with the most, um, you know, nutritionally best food, but like slightly better than nothing. Um, and unfortunately, right. some of our children, that's the only meal they get during the day. So it's better than, you know, nothing. But mm-hmm. they could definitely improve what they do get provide in schools. If we're going, like, if we're going to discuss cost, like I said, but like if we cook more vegetarian meals and if we um, cook within our household and also consider what we're preparing long-term, like, because you can also take like this oatmeal that I'm speaking to and make your own like, you know, granola bars or your own like little breakfast muffins. Um, and you can add like, you know, use whole wheat flour and regular flour to make these and like just send your kid off to school with them so they don't have to necessarily 
feel like they're um you know just like you know just give them the food and kick them out the door that way it's easier to do it that way <laughs> you know like <laughs> this food and here's a little and like you could add like small things like you know you can make them with like bananas and add like and add like chocolate chips and because you prepared it you know what's in it so there's less right, there's gonna be less right. salt there's gonna be less sugar you're like you can control the amount of what you're putting in the food and then you'll have a better like snack for your child like you can do the same thing that a lot of mothers do for themselves I know they do like a lot of people are into these you know, egg muffin things I don't know if kids are into those you could create those and give them to your kids as well if you want to give them a breakfast that you felt more better than the one that they probably get on their way to school or at the school what I'm saying but uh, also for lunch preparation like this is pretty much the same thing you can put those same things in their lunch like there's no rules on what people eat at a certain time we make these rules we socialize them but you can eat meat for breakfast you can eat dinner for breakfast you can eat breakfast for dinner you can eat whatever you want to eat at the time of day that makes it good for you but sending kids to school with you know with with food like if you do prepare lunch for your children some parents do you probably do want to lean on the most uh like but you can definitely use leftovers from your meals the night before if that works you can but you want to make sure that you try to stick you know little snacks of vegetables in there things that aren't like too off um like nuts are a very good snack for children uh like i said vegetables with like you know if they need like some type of dipping solution to make them palatable <laughs> like that's okay <laughs> like i was like i because a lot of parents are like, oh no, I don't, it's ruined. I put cheese sauce on my broccoli. Like, it's still better than them not eating the broccoli. All right. Like, so, like, like, that so, makes it taste a whole lot better. So. Yeah, like, so if you must put the cheese sauce in the broccoli for the kid to eat the broccoli, give them the cheese sauce. But don't put, like, you know, we'll limit the amount of cheese sauce. Don't cover it in cheese sauce. But, you know, right. but if that's going to get them to eat it, do it. You know, like, because um, it's better than them not eating it at all. Also, just, you know, like, have them try options that might be a little bit more, um, you know, healthy. Like, I'm trying to think what would be a significantly healthier dip. Like, maybe guac. If they like guacamole, you can get some with some chips and, like, you know, guacamole. Avocados are excellent source of healthy fat, excellent source of fiber. If they're willing to eat their vegetables with it, that's a go. You can use, like, a lot of kids are a little iffy on hummus, but sometimes they like it. You can also put your own things in it to make it um, more interesting. So, I like to put everything bagel seasoning in my hummus myself as a full as a full blown adult because it does make it a little bit saltier and gives it a night nice, like slightly better flavor. I feel than just wait. Hummus so on there's like the actual seasoning that goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can buy that like Trader Joe's. Aldi sells a little one as well. It's just everything bagel seasoning. This is everything bagel stuff on it. I like to put that in the um, hummus and mix it up, and then I eat that often with vegetables. And it's you know it's a hummus is great. The, the bagel seasonings, only, you can buy one. There is one, I think, at Trader Joe's without salt. But in general, it does have some salt added. So you might want to, but I mean, it's just pretty much the same as eating potato chips, just way better. So um, <laughs> and then because you're eating vegetables and hummus, hummus is also, you know, a bean dip, basically. So it's just protein right. and uh, mostly protein, a little bit of carbohydrate, nothing you can just too concerned about. And so if you have kids that are willing to try, you know, better, like, you know, I know some kids don't like hummus. And it's hard to get someone to like it after they've been, you know. But some kids really do love it. I've met them. And I'm like, okay, that's great. So some kids will eat it up. So you can find out if your children are willing to do that. Those are slightly, you know, health, those are healthier things. But once again, if, if all you can do is ranch dressing, that's still better than not than not eating the vegetables. Um, right. So what would you tell a parent who has like a picky eater? Because I know for well, me, what, the, what do you mean my by youngest picky? one? She okay. So for my youngest daughter, all of them were actually this way when they were younger, and they kind of grew out of it as they got older. We wanted to try different foods, but my youngest, like picky eater, she's very particular about what she wants to eat. She'll only eat rice. She'll only eat pasta with no sauce or anything on it. So, you know, we put a little bit of butter and sometimes some of the um, Parmesan cheese for her. She's five. Five, okay. Um, She won't, she just started to eat chicken 
but a little bit at a time. She doesn't really eat a lot of meat. And like she'll eat pizza. She loves pizza. She loves pasta. Like pasta. Everybody loves pasta. pizza. <laughs> right. <laughs> Everybody loves pizza. But uh, well, cheese pizza. She doesn't like pepperoni pizza. And she'll she she loves like strawberries and grapes and stuff and such like that. So we make sure, you know, we get her those things. But in regards to like food, food, like she's very particular. I don't know if it might be like the taste or the well, texture. Has, uh, it's probably, well, I mean, outside of a text, a, text, a texture issue, um, it probably, I mean, most kids lean this way, I, I, if I'm not mistaken. Um, they don't really like a lot of things mm-hmm. uh, right out the gate. It sort of matters what you introduce them to when they were first, you know, brand new. <laughs> like, <laughs> so like uh, will she eat vegetables on her pizza? Have you tried that? Vegetables on her pizza? Yeah. Um, I haven't actually tried that. She actually she, likes broccoli. There any she started like she, she does, does she like, like broccoli, broccoli mm-hmm. or spinach. Yeah, like uh, she likes tried, broccoli. She yeah, started doing that broccoli. on her pizza because that way you can increase the vegetable intake through that means. Um, oh. strawberries and grapes are good. You might want to diversify her her fruits, like maybe more <laughs> apples, like just you know apples, pe- like like don't feel don't shot you know you know canned peaches, the kind of you know juice but not sugar um right you know just try to maybe expand her like horizons on the fruit front you know i mean kids are unfortunately can see so often like they won't right. care about things but since they can see something's different they'll know and they'll be like mm-hmm. ah, it's hard you have to really hide things um if you say she likes rice and pasta you can consider cooking those options those items in bone broth and then that would provide some degree uh, i mean it, it will change the taste a little bit but we'll, um, like, you know, like if you put, not hugely, but you wouldn't need to add any salt after you do that, or maybe a little bit of salt, because bone broths are usually lower in salt than your average chicken stock. But mm-hmm. it's higher in, it's in, it has protein in it. You know, there's some protein, so you'd be boiling it in a slightly proteiny solution. So that would help the protein, increase the protein amount with that concept, but not hugely, just a little bit. But it's the thing okay. you could do. And it would make it a little bit more flavorful, it won't hurt. Um, if she doesn't really eat meat yet, uh, how does she feel about like seafood, or does she like like tuna, like canned tuna, sardines, anything like uh, that? She'll like. I don't think she'll eat it probably not. Oh, like, yeah. probably not. Well, I mean, like I said, you could always just lean on like protein. Like if you know she does like hummus or something like that, if you can give her, if you can get her to eat something like those, you don't have to try to think. But don't give up if they don't like it right away. Thing like um, I know for new babies, we say it takes at least seven, like ten introductions or something before mm-hmm. they um, actually accept the food. So if they don't like it once, keep trying it, and then they might like it down the road if you keep trying it with them. Right. Um, if she's not really eating meat, I can't really suggest that. You know, I, I, I don't really know how to make her like the meat. Most kids love chicken, like at least right. nuggets. No, <laughs> like, right? No, like, she actually like, loves um, chicken nuggets. So okay, well, that show eat. I mean, they right. are. Chicken. It's you know, not. It's so, that, right. There's very little chicken and a lot of bread. <laughs> <laughs> like, but that's the kind of chicken she'll eat. A little yeah. fake chicken. But you when I make own. chicken now, she um yeah. she'll eat she'll eat some of it, which is a surprise. Like the other day, I made um I even made homemade tacos, oh, yeah. and um she was like, "Oh, mommy, I wanted a taco." I was like, "What?" Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, okay. So she's probably growing out of it, like you said, but as you know, you can help her grow a little quicker, I guess. Um, if you're not, I, I don't know, like if you're really adventurous and you want to try something, I'm a big fan of baked tofu. Uh, baked it, tofu. It's, it's a, yeah, so that's a, um, a, you know, tofu is just a soybean. So 
our only our only plant vegetable like so plants and animals have different proteins in them and animals have complete protein and plants have incomplete proteins usually except for quinoa soybeans and i think i'm forgetting something but i can't remember what it is off the top of my head and um but those vegetables that have like will have complete protein which means it just has all the essential um amino acids that you need and um with that uh those are good things so if you have a kid like that likes you know grains you could maybe start giving her some quinoa um, that way she could have a grain that is the complete protein. Um, if she, if she, if she likes chicken nuggets, I feel like, okay, now these are very similar to the, uh, plant, but if you ever had Gargan, it's a vegan, um, meat substitute. They sell at like, you know, most stores, Target, Walmart. And, um, if you make your own tofu chicken nuggets out of it, which there's tons of recipes online for this, um, uh-huh. you can, um. It's a very similar taste and much more cost-effective than purchasing meat um, and much more cost-effective than purchasing the, the name brand thing at that store. But however, they do right. not taste exactly like chicken. I'm not going to sit here and tell you they do. They do not. <laughs> but, but, like, like it, but it tastes good enough for me to be like, okay, I didn't it's want a good chicken option. for a particular reason. Like, and um, like, because it's a good source of protein, it's a good source of fiber in comparison to, you know, just meat. Um, meat right. is not a bad source, but it does have higher fat levels. Like, so our meats are gonna have more fat. And that's why when someone usually does go vegetarian or vegan, they lose weight because they're eating less calories overall because and because there's just less fat. There's no fat. There's, and, and meat has a source of saturated fat, which vegetables don't have at all. Vegetables almost, except for like avocados, which really is a fruit, you know, they don't have fat. The vegetables don't have fat in them inherently often. Um, some, you know, coconut, palm nuts, you know, whatever, but it's rare. And so since vegetables usually don't have fat, they're just a, a, a lesser source of calories and therefore mm-hmm. healthier. Um, and we need more of them in our diet for a series of reasons. They have nutrients and, you know, phytochemicals and all those things that we don't get from meat. Um, the, the green is important. The red is important. The purple is important. The yellow, like we need these colors because these colors and but like, imply vitamins <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like so we want vitamins and minerals in our diet and we get those mostly from our vegetables we also get certain certain minerals and vitamins from our meat that we usually don't find in vegetables as well so that's why we really should have diverse diet um we don't need a diet as uh, we don't need a diet as heavy in meat as we do right now because um that was mostly marketed to us well we don't need as much meat as we eat we can have some like you can be vegan if you like there's no requirement for optimal health um mm-hmm. meat has some benefit to it we eat too much of it though we don't eat it three times a day it's far too much meat right. um and we should also eat like the best meat source we can now we don't have to control that like so a lot of people say have cost issues so you know eat the you know if you can't afford organic meat go ahead most of us cannot <laughs> i don't i don't even try like <laughs> I, for myself. I can buy whatever i want and i do not try to buy organic meat because it's very expensive it's expensive it's very expensive, so it does, but it does lack those antibiotics that you might be concerned about in it. But like you know, if we lessen our meat intake altogether, it probably wouldn't be a much problem anyway. We, which we should because we should eat more vegetables. So it's really like just balancing your overall what you're buying, like on terms of nutrition. Like so, buy more vegetables, buy more meat substitutes that are vegetables. Like a lot of people cook things now. Like I, I'm so tired of seeing people cook things with oyster mushrooms and saying there's something else. I'm like, just stop calling them mushrooms. It's not that. Like, it's just mushrooms. Like, you're like, I'm having calamari. It's mushroom. I'm having this. It's a mushroom. I'm like, it's a mushroom. <laughs> call it that. But eat them. Like, and mushrooms are excellent, like, meat substitutes. They taste amazing. So if that's going to be your, like, if that's, but also, like, consider what you're doing it for as well. Because if you're eating an oyster mushroom and you're still frying it, the problem with the fried chicken is not the fact that it's just chicken. It's like, it's really more because it's um, being fried. 
So, uh, like, uh, just balance like, like, don't have, don't give yourself, like, I mean, you are going to eat something less spicy, less caloric, but it also has less protein as well. So you have to consider, because protein is very important to the human body. We need so much. We need so much today. Like, not as much as we probably feed ourselves if we're on a low-carbohydrate diet, which a lot of people are. In general, you need some protein, too. So, like, if you're eating fried chicken, just don't eat a lot of fried chicken. <laughs> like, that's really what the thing is. Like, it's like, don't eat a lot of it. Like, if you're eating fried mushrooms, that's also, a, that's slightly a better choice, slightly, not significantly a better choice than fried chicken because if you're considering what you're getting because like you have to make a trade-off in that situation. You'll have less right. calories overall. Like you'll have less calories overall for you to mushroom and fried, but the problem is the frying and no then fries. like the fried chicken, you're lessening the, pro- like you'll also miss on the protein you get if you're eating fried chicken. So you have to consider what your goals are in that arena. Now with a, like if you're, um, like now, if like say if you're somebody with diabetes, the fried chicken straight out at a reasonable portion is probably better for you than the fried ocean mushroom. Potentially, it really matters. Which like really, you shouldn't be eating fried food. The problem is fried. Like, so, right. Yeah, I'll see a lot of vegan desserts, and people. I'm like, the problem with the dessert is usually not the eggs and the milk. It's fried. I mean, those are sources of calories, but the sugar, the over amount of sugar, is really the problem with dessert overall. Like the sweet thing. So a vegan dessert is only so much better than a non-vegan dessert. If you're only going on measures of regular health. Now, if you have like a food uh, allergy to something, like you have an allergy to milk or eggs, well, then that's different. Like vegan food does not necessarily require mean healthy, is all I'm trying to say there. It is an overall healthier diet, usually because it usually causes the incorporation of more vegetables into your diet. And it also sort of automatically lessens the amount of saturated fat and, um, you know, harmful fats you find in your diet because they're not plant based. But in general, it's not necessarily healthy though. Like sugar is very, uh, like Oreos are vegan. Sugar is the culprit in itself and that is not removed through a vegan diet. Um, oil, like a lot of vegan cheeses I see, like I don't even understand. I'm like, why wouldn't you just eat cheese? They have almost the exact same macronutrients. Um, so like I said, short of a dairy allergy, I don't see the reason. Um, or severe lactose intolerance, I don't see the reason. Like macro wise, like nutrition, like fat content and all that wise, it's the same. So like, pretty much young, it's just like, just eating it's, it's less just amount, right? Just yeah. eat less <laughs> of the regular food and add more vegetables and you should be fine. Yeah, that's really, that's really my, like, eat less, I really say, I'm like, eat more vegetables, eat less of everything else. And <laughs> like, like, and drink more water. And you'll probably find yourself in a significantly healthier place than you were six months ago. Um, <laughs> like, like, it's really sort of that simple on top to, on, like, on terms of slightly eating healthier. Like, we kind of know what to do. It's just hard to, it is hard. I, it's hard to change our eating patterns. Um, it's hard to change a lot it of things really is. that um, that people just regularly do. Uh, so, um, like I said, so in terms of cost, you know, I would suggest buy less of things you know you don't need. Like, I love Oreos, but Oreos and like Lay's <laughs> and like you know, just like if, if a healthy, a much healthier snack you can make at home is popcorn. Mm-hmm. You can pop it yourself. It'll be much more cost effective. It has more fiber. You can sprinkle your own things. I really just discovered that I love salt and pepper. On my popcorn. Oh my gosh! Like, so did I. Oh, it I tastes just, I've, like, amazing. I, 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 like, the first, I've done it. I did it once. I know years ago when I was a kid. I put pepper on my popcorn. I don't know. It's probably salty. You stuck. And I, I was like, I didn't like it. And I tried it the other day. I was like, this is amazing. Like, why didn't I like it before? Right. Um, some people suggest putting something like nutritional yeast on your popcorn to make what? it cheesy. Now, nutritional yeast is a um, nice little like B vitamin, helpful. Um, substance that you can put that a lot of vegan people use to replace cheese. It tastes nothing like cheese. It does taste good, um, but not like cheese. If you like, you have to stop eating cheese for a long, long time before you think it tastes like cheese. But um, wow. in reality, like, but a lot of people like to put on their popcorn as well. Suggestion um, you can find it. I know at Wegmans, 
and that's the only place I've ever seen it. That and like big lots. But I'm sure they sell it at the stores. I don't go looking for it. If it pops up and I know I'm out, I'll, I'll get some. I tried that on the popcorn as well. It wasn't so bad, but I don't know if it really made it taste like, you know, smart food per se. Uh, there's like, so, but in terms of cost, that's a snack that you can make on your own at home and like bag up for your kids and, you know, send them off with that you don't have to pay so much money for and it gives sort of the same effect. It's, you know, it's crunchy, it's salty, it gives you what you want out of it, you know. Um, if you want to get fancy, you can sprinkle things. Like I used to make Nutella popcorn, which is not healthy, not really, but like <laughs> popcorn and then sprinkle some Nutella on it. It was very messy, but I was at my house by myself, so I just washed my hands afterwards. Um, right. But it was delicious, that. and again, it, like it, it was very delicious. And in terms of eating something worse, it could have been worse because I wasn't putting a lot of Nutella on it. It was just still Nutella on the popcorn. You can do that with regular chocolate. Some people put like M and M's in the chocolate. I don't do that, but some people do. Um, like, but you can do all those things with popcorn. And I think that and popcorn is very cheap. Like if you buy it and pop it yourself, it's not expensive. Um, I also in microwave popcorn. I don't know. I don't like the taste of it too too often. Um, mm-hmm. uh, it, and it has like a weird smell to it to me. So I don't really like microwave popcorn. And those ones can also have really questionable levels of potential trans fat that they say they got rid of, but I don't. But other science says that maybe they didn't really get rid of it. It just sort of doesn't show up in the same way or maybe a little bit less, but it's still there. And we really, really want to stay away from trans fat because we know that can cause a lot of artery issues and a lot of heart issues later in life. So we don't want, like, they've made us remove it from most American food. Um, but it can sort of slow back up if you have a hydrogenated, uh, I think a hydrogenated oil and then it's heated. It can still show up, but it won't be there when they make the food, technically. When they Because food companies have to disclose what the food is in its state when they sell it to you. It doesn't, mm-hmm. if something changes from the heat, um, they don't necessarily have to say that. So, um, uh, oh. yeah. Uh, wow. And so some foods in our market are free of trans fat until they're cooked. And then like, then it's like, there's some trans fat there, but um, that's a lot and really science and confusing. Right. But <laughs> back to your picky eater situation. Like I said, I just, I would try to diversify what vegetables you're giving, like vegetables and fruits you're giving her, just keep trying new things with her. That might help on that front. And like I said, maybe just adding some, like giving her like some, like the, the tofu. Uh, if she likes edamame, she might like that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a soybean. Um, like some kids like to eat them off the little pods and that's like fun for them. So uh, you can try to look for that. Yeah, that's like a little, it's like a pea kind of, um, like snap pea, but different. Mm-hmm. But those will have, those are, um, those could be like, I, you can, I know a comp, there's, that company it's sweet something like that's like like p-i-c-t p-i-c-t-s-w-e-e-t they have a brand they have a they have them that are that are salted mm-hmm. and they're like little pods and i uh i find those to be a nice snack but um i don't know if your kid will but like i mean i think they're kind of bland so maybe she will too um that might be something she, and that's also like dexterity because you have to pop them out like little pods they come in and um if you eat them that way, that might be something that's more tangible and something that she might enjoy eating. Uh, and it's a vegetable, so and you know, right. a vegetable it's that's something um, to try. It's a vegetable, and it's a, like a, a vegetable with pro- like like with complete protein. So, um, which aren't uh, many. Like the only like like the only soybean. It's really just the same thing tofu is. Like it's the plant the tofu comes from. So um, that's why I suggested tofu as well because it's a complete protein. But like I said, it's not going to taste exactly like. I like it for what it is. Like, like there's a ton of people, like people keep trying to use it, like say it tastes like meat, and it doesn't. It, 
it doesn't taste like meat at all. If you're also if you're into Indian food though, it goes very well with Indian food. Like you can chop it up. Yeah, like I've I've had tofu in Indian food before. Yeah, like so it goes very well in that. Um, yeah. You could probably throw it into one of those stew dishes um, that you. Yeah, sure. Take yeah, you can try. I mean, like, <laughs> it doesn't hurt to try it once. It's very like it's very cost effective for what it is in comparison to meat, and it's a really good source of protein in that way because like it's one of the few things that sort of meat the same amount. Plants have protein, but it's way less than meat does. You know, right. protein volume. So you want to try to um, get as much of you know your protein in as in a healthy way. Women need about 60 grams a day and men need about 70. And we usually do get that, but mm-hmm. because we eat meat. If we don't eat meat, you have to be much more intentional. So you have to like see what you have to make sure that you're eating things that have more protein in it um, to make sure that you get the protein you need for the day. Um, or you might face a couple of deficiencies. We don't want any of that. And like I said, maybe try throwing some vegetables on a cheese pizza. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna. You could I'm try gonna like try cauliflower these. crust pizzas. You know, kids and I mean, maybe you could trick her. That's the only thing. Like, <laughs> if you could blindfold the kids and eat them, you probably be way. I know. Them. If I could blindfold her, she'd definitely try different things. But if she looks at it, it's like, mm, yeah, what's this? Like, mm, but... what's that? Yeah, like so, since they can see, it causes a problem. <laughs> like, right. Like, right. Like, see, you can feed a lot, but also smoothies. If you're, if you can get them oh, to drink yes. those vegetables, hide like real well those. Mm-hmm. Vegetables can hide really well in those. Zucchini, I think, hides very well, and spinach. Um, spinach changes the color, though. Um, zucchini doesn't change the color too, too much, but like usually you can throw some berries in it, and it'll still be pink enough to get away with it. And that's just way to sneak some vegetables into the diet because we got, you know, you got to sneak them in. Unfortunately, got to sneak them. I was, okay. very, I was actually very good at eating vegetables when I was younger. Um, that's not the average kid, I don't think. Um, so <laughs> not do you have at other, all. Like, questions or? No, that's it. Thank you so much, Rachel. This was definitely a lot of information, a lot of um, good information. And I'm definitely going to try this whole trying to sneak in some of this stuff with her because yeah. I've tried the smoothie thing and it's worked a couple times. So I think I'm going to keep that going. But um, any of the any of my listeners out there who's listening, please take all this information in. And remember what she said, you know, it's not always about changing it but you know reduce how much you eat of something and add more vegetables in there yeah that's really like reduce <laughs> reduce what we know like people already generally know how we're supposed to eat like it's not rocket science so you know we're all like what we do we do so we kind of know what we're supposed to do like the general population we, we know we're supposed to eat more vegetables we just don't do it like, right <laughs> right we, we really do. don't, we don't do this this just, so, just just yeah. do that and you should be and and then just making like little Little, little change changes. and just yeah. and watching our portion control like there's a lot of um you know you're supposed to eat about four ounces of meat at a time so that's about your hand you're supposed to only have maybe like a tablespoon of peanut butter at a time so that's like i guess they say your thumb it's really weird to say your thumb is a measurement tool but sure your thumb can be a measurement tool <laughs> so like uh when you do have like your fist is a good size to know how much like uh, like if you're and i just mean like your hand i like think your whole like but if you make a fist and you're and you're not like a big 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 person um a fist is about the amount of carbohydrate you should have in any meal and it's like that's not a lot like if you look at it it's, it's enough in, like to me because i've been eating like this way for a while but when you consider what like i remember i went to cheesecake factory once and i got the chicken parmesan and it was ridiculously large meal i was like this is enough food for three days like three different servings of this in this one serving of it. And I'm like, this is too much pasta and too much chicken. And this is before I was a dietitian even. I was even trying, I was just like, this is just too much food. I was like, right. why are you giving yourself so much food? So, For um, no reason, just like, we really control. Just, yeah, we have to really work on our portion control all together. We probably just find ourselves on better sides of nutrition altogether. You know, just, yeah. Thank, Thank you so, so much, Rachel. This, 
No problem. Definitely, um, I'm going to take a lot of your information in and um, try little changes and also little changes for my daughter because, yeah, I'm going to yeah. try to increase her palate here. <laughs> we'll do it with all the kids. Like I said, all like, make all the kids. like Make it a family, like, really, if you... A family uh, thing, yeah. A family thing, because um, it's better. Like, you don't have the issue of having like, any particular obese children or anything like that, but if if you, like, that's, the, that's what we prescribe to work with like whenever anyone, any one person needs to make a, a, a you know a nutrition change in the family, the whole family, like the family should, should be the help whole family. Adopt. Yeah, like it really needs to be like a group effort because um, that's the only way to probably be successful at it as well. Right, right. But thank you so much, Rachel, and thank, thank you. you all for listening. Remember, I upload every Wednesday on all the different listening platforms. So look out for the next episode of the Lazy Moms Podcast.